Welcome to The Breakdown with Brad Corp and Becky, a weekly podcast that breaks down politics, policy, and current affairs. I'm Becky Sher. And I'm Michael Broadcorp. Today, we are joined by former Senator Norm Coleman. Coleman served as mayor of St. Paul from 1994 to 2002, switching from a member of the DFL to a member of the Republican Party in 1996. Coleman went on to serve Minnesota in the United States Senate from 2003 to 2008. Senator Coleman is a Jewish American and in 2009 became an advisor and board member of the Republican Jewish Coalition, where he now serves as national chairman. In 2011, Coleman joined Hogan Levels, an international legal counsel, where he currently remains a senior counsel. He also currently serves as a member of the National Advisory Council for the U.S. Global Leadership Coalition, which is focused on promoting international engagement. As we have all watched the atrocities happening in Israel, we knew there was no one better to help us break down the situation than Senator Norm Coleman. We are going to start by breaking down the recent terrorist attacks from Hamas that are responsible for the deaths of nearly 1,400 people in Israel. We will break down the history between Israel and Palestine leading up to these horrific actions by Hamas. And then we will break down the path forward and why this is important on a global scale. As a forewarning, we are going to talk about some graphic details of these terrorist attacks by Hamas and the deaths um, and murders of the Jewish people in Israel. So just wanted to give a little warning. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Senator. We want to start out with um, talking about on October 7th, there was the large-scale attack occurred in the early hours of the morning with an estimated 2,000 rockets being launched straight into Israel. It is said the attack by air was to distract from the surge of Hamas terrorists arriving by the ground, via paragliders, and by boat. Can you tell us a little bit about when you first heard about this attack and watched the tragedies in Israel unfold and, and your thoughts surrounding that? Yeah, it was, uh, it was at a family wedding. By the way, it was Jewish holiday. So in, in Israel, the Jews were celebrating. I had to be at a family wedding. Uh, and, and someone said, did you hear about the attack? Well, you know, I kind of tuned in. Uh, and, and just the enormity of it. Uh, yeah, you know, I, just, I just have to just say up front that I've seen pictures of, of uh, college students uh, with, with the symbol of, of a Palestinian, a, a Hamas terrorist, and a paraglider, as if that's a symbol of courage. Those paragliders went in and to a music festival and, 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 and murdered 260 people, raped, pillaged, um, riddled porta potties where kids may have been hiding with bullets to kill everybody. This was, this was mass murder. Uh, in the most, uh, almost, you know, almost incomprehensible. Uh, and I have friends in Israel and friends in, in government security. And, and uh, you know, I'm told things that it's just mind-boggling, mind-boggling. Uh, and, and babies, children, grandma, people, you know, is murdered in their beds, throats slit, uh, and kids in front of parents, the, 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 it's it's just, it's so the brutality of this is so overwhelming that the fact that 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 some of our college campuses today kids can be you know showing with a pride a symbol of of a, of a murderess uh, to me is absolutely mind boggling it's very it's very difficult for me to comprehend. Absolutely, I mean it is as you said. I mean, horrifying. And as we Michael and I were chatting the other day, it's one of those um, you want to look away, but it's so important that we don't, that we don't um, ignore what's going on. It's really important that we do talk about it. And so we're really grateful that you're you're willing to do that with us today. Um, 
so while I know we could we could certainly spend hours upon hours going into the history of the Israeli-Palestine conflicts and the surround situation surrounding Israel in the Middle East, could you break down a little bit of that for us and maybe some give some insight to some of our listeners about the the longstanding conflicts that are are there between Palestine and Israelis and and how Hamas came to be the horrific terrorist organization that it is. So Hamas is a terrorist organization. They're, they're funded. Most of their money comes from the Iranians, from Iran, who, who by the way, fund the terrorist organization Hezbollah in Lebanon. They, they fund the Houthis uh, in Yemen, who are a terrorist organization. They, they fund terrorist organizations in Syria, Damascus. They control that. And it's where they, by the way, they run their arms through. So they can arms from Iran, and then they get them into Hezbollah in Lebanon, and Hamas in, 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 uh, in Gaza. Uh, and, and they also control the, the, the radical Shia militias in, in Iraq. So, so they, they control like an octopus with tentacles and murder. Uh, Houthis are, are lobbing missiles into Saudi Arabia and into the UAE. Uh, in January uh, this year, the UAE attacked a series of missiles, and if they didn't have some of what Israel had, it would have been their 9 11. Well, this, was, this is Israel's 9 11 times 10. 30,000, and, and actually more than that. So the equivalent of losing 1,300 Israelis being murdered, civilians, civilians, small number of militia. These were, these were civilian targets, these, these villages and communities near the border. They're, they're, a lot of these people, they're, they're, they're peacenists. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's so almost incomprehensible. So, so, but you compare that 1,300 to the U.S. It would be as if, imagine if, 30,000 Americans were slaughtered, what would what would the reaction be? What would the reaction in the U.S. be? And so you go back, uh, Israel actually pulled out of Gaza. So you have, uh, you know, since Israel's independence in 48, attacked by all the Arab countries, they fight that off. Uh, they, get, they have the land of Israel. A lot of Palestinians get displaced. They're kind of in Jordan and other areas. Uh, and, and by the way, the chant of, of from the river to the sea, when the West Bank is the river, that, that's, that's, that's the West Bank, it's run by the Palestinian and the PLO. And then Gaza is in southern Israel by the, by the, the, by the Mediterranean. Okay? They took over, I believe, it was in 2006. They, 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 by the way, they killed Palestinians. <laughs> they, they, they threw PLO folks off the roof. I mean, it was a brutal takeover. And then they, they ultimately get control and then get elected by the people of Gaza to be that. So now you've got a terrorist organization representing, and, and that's in the south of Israel. If, if any of your listeners have been to Tel Aviv, you go Tel Aviv, Jaffa, the old, right, and then you go south of that, and that's Gaza. And so it's bordered, Egypt, by the way, Gaza is bordered by Egypt on, on its southern border, who's not letting Palestinians through. The Israelis have called upon the Egyptians Yesterday is is let folks get out. I mean, you can set up, you know, tents or whatever. Just just get them out of the line of fire. Uh, and and but the Egyptians aren't opening up the border for Gaza. They don't want the Palestinians in there. So so they, they, they the, that border is covered. But Gaza is is founded by Israel on one side and Egypt on the other side. So you had got a terrorist organization. Uh, I, I think you go back to check my history. Uh, you know, been an, an, a series of conflicts, but the Israelis basically said, "Okay, God, they they pulled out. They they got rid of pulled out all the settlers, and they said, okay, Gaza is yours, Palestinians. You govern that.' You know, and, and that's 
what you have there. And 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 since it's Samastic over, it has been Israel has kind of you know blockaded that. Okay, and and so you get humanitarian supplies get through and everything else, but I've tried to keep weapons out, but obviously you know not successful. And, and I, I just want to make one comment again for your listeners. If if, if you think about this, it, you saw what happened if Israel were to to if if, if Hamas were to lay down their weapons, if, if the terrorists would lay down their, it'd be peace. There would be peace. And in fact, one of the things that was being discussed was the normalization between Israel and Saudi. And, and a lot of people feel that it, that and, and by the way, if that had been done, the Saudis had said that they would you know, put, you know, ensure that the, the great benefit of Palestinians, economic benefit, really kind of help lift them up. But some folks, the terrorists, Hamas, they don't want peace. They don't want normalization. They don't want. Uh, you know, you've seen that with the Abraham Accords with the UAE, Bahrain, Morocco. Uh, and so the possibility of Saudi was next. And I have to give full disclosure. I work with the Saudis in, in Washington, so I, I know them well. Uh, but but you know, publicly, there had been discussions of normalization. The Crown Prince was on, uh, uh, did an interview with Brett Baer, and, and he said, we're closer than you think. Well, obviously, this kind of will put a, 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 a stopper in that for a while. I hope not forever. I mean, that. It, it, the, the region should live in peace. Uh, and, and if you took Israeli technology, Saudi access to markets, they're like Africa, Saudi capital, UAE financial platforms, you combine them. Uh, that region could compete with North America, with, with NAFTA. You know, they, they can compete with China, compete with the EU. And that, I think, was the path that was hopefully kind of proceeding. Uh, and, and Hamas said no. And, and so now you've got a uh, situation where 1,300 Israelis murdered. Is Israel has to eliminate Hamas. They obviously cannot live side by side with, with terrorists that, that, that want to kill them. We'll do everything they can to kill them. But they have to eliminate Hamas. Easier said than done. Uh, they have uh, told the citizens in the northern part of Gaza to go south. And, and they literally distribute flyers that say, move, move, we're going to come in. So they're telling the enemy, we're coming in to get civilians out of the way, but Hamas uses the the civilians, Palestinians, as 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 human shields, uh, and plus they have you know what perhaps 150 hostages, among them Americans. 30 Americans have been killed so far that we know. You know perhaps another dozen are held hostage, and citizens from countries all over the world are, uh, you know, are, are in this group of 150, 100, whatever it is, uh, number of hostages. So Hamas uses the Palestinians. Uh, in Gaza as, as human shields. Uh, Israel will have to take out Hamas. Uh, they're prepared right now. They've, they've mobilized 300,000 of their citizens uh, to do what needs to be done to, to rid them and, and the region and the world of this terrible terrorist threat. Senator, one of the unfortunate realities that's developed over the last few days since this attack has been the response that's been triggered across campuses and in with among some politicians too about this issue, I wonder if you could talk about that for a second. You know, it's hard for me, Michael, to going to grasp it to get my arms up. Because I say that as a Jewish American, uh, yeah. chairman of the uh, national chairman of the Republican Jewish Coalition. Uh, uh, my family name is is Coleman, but it was actually Goldman a generation back. And you know, due to my father's desire not to grandfather not to kind of deal with anti-Semitism, changed the name to Coleman. Uh, and and so it, it's always been there. But, you know, by the way, I was saying before, if Israel laid down and if Hamas laid down their arms, 
there'd be peace if Israel laid down their arms, there'd be genocide. That's what we saw. Yeah. We, saw we saw the largest massive killing of Jews since the Holocaust. There'd be genocide if, if they weren't armed. Uh, and, and so how do you, uh, when, when people can from the river to the sea, that means get rid of the Jews <laughs> about Israel. It's not about two-state solution. It's not about people living side by side. And and so I don't know. I, you, know you know, maybe it's on the left. It, it, it gets tied in with Israel seen as the colonial power, this small country, by the way, that, that's a democracy that has Arab citizens with equal rights as Israelis. Uh, be, so there's an Arab population and they have the same rights as Israelis. They, women have rights, gays and and, 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 and differ from what you have in Hamas, what you have in Gaza, right. you know, or a number of, of, of other areas. And so uh, it's hard for me to put my arms around it. I, and how can you, I mean, I, I, I watched, you know, watching uh, uh, some conversation on Fox and one of the networks, even CNN, uh, talking to some of the, pro, the, the pro-Palestinian protesters, and, and they were actually denying that they took place. The, the Hamas, uh, the Palo spokesperson was saying all the Palestinian, all the, all the Hamas targets were military targets. There were no civilians. <laughs> they, they, they broadcast, they, they broadcast their, 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 their massacres, their brutality. Because they posted it on social media, uh, they show the you know the slaughter of these kids at at a music festival. That was not a military target, uh, and and you go see you know whether there were forty babies who, who whose throats were slit a bit or twenty. What's the difference? Okay, you see pictures of cribs and lined with blood, and eyewitness accounts of of, of horrors you can't even conceive. And so, how in the midst of this can you not say I I, I I feel for the, the the plight of the Palestinian people. Hamas, by the way, is is, is not helping. They they, they 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 again they use Palestinian, they use Gaza citizens as human shields. Okay, mm-hmm. but but to, to somehow to even at in any lip measure, just so there is pure unadulterated anti-Semitism. It, it's hate the Jews, it's kill the Jews, and I and I, it's hard for me to to, to fully grasp. And, you know, the good news is a lot of people are speaking out. A lot of our our allies are speaking out. Uh, it, it's been tougher uh, with some of our friends in the Gulf region, uh, but and in part because, you know, sadly enough, I think folks within that area have been taught to hate the Jews. Uh, they're, they're taught that in school. If you look at some of the curricula, of, uh, you know, Palestine, they're taught, you know, if you have six Jews and you uh, and you kill three of them, how many Jews you have left? It, it's it's so it's it's so deep, it's so ingrained. But the fact that on our college campuses, places that are supposed to go, you know, what, what about those safe spaces that all those, you know, those lefty kids are looking for? We're, don't talk to me about safe spaces any anymore. Okay, they're out there celebrating uh, the massacre of, of, of women, children, elderly. You know, these uh, folks who were sleeping in there and laying in their beds are celebrating uh, a, a, a Jewish holiday, uh, and 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 the subject of this kind of slaughter, and, and so. You ask a great question that I don't have an answer to. I don't know, but but all of a sudden you're seeing it. And I think it's a shame, and it really it breaks my heart. Becky and I are trying to have thoughtful discussions on this podcast, but it's anti-Semitism. There's no other way to describe it. It's a tough charge to make. It's a tough phrase to say, but that's the reality of what it is. It's just it's- ugliness, and it's this belief. It's just been really troubling to see. I had thought we had moved farther along as a society. It's been a real ugly awakening. It is an awakening. You think this would be an easy one. This would actually be an easy one. Folks say, this is wrong, terror is wrong. Now let's deal with the, the concerns that, that folks have about 
Israel and about the PLO, uh, about uh, dealing with Gaza. Let's talk about some of those concerns. You know, can more be done on the humanitarian front? You know, Israel, a number of times, Israel, you go to Oslo and other ways, Israel offered up, I mean, close to saying, you know, we could get, you know, peace. Uh, and, and it was always turned down. Uh, and, and at this point in time, I'm not sure what the path is other than one, you have to rid the, the region of Hamas. And, and that will come at, at greater cost. And unfortunately, uh, they're going to be the, the Hamas uses uh, what they call what, dumb bombs. Where they, they target just kill civilians. They're not target. Israel, Israel focuses on military targets. But if you put your rocket launcher in, inside somebody's in a, in a hospital, you know, or you store all your munitions in a school, okay, which they do, Israel has to take out those missiles and take out that those that that those armaments. Uh, and, and so, in the end, it's, it's just a very ugly situation. But but uh, there's no more living side by side with folks who, who are prepared to kill you, have shown the willingness to kill you, and unfortunately, <clears throat> were very successful in killing massive numbers of your population. And it can't happen again. Now. I want to, this is something, and and I don't know, I'm I'm assuming it's just a blatant ignorance or uh, on on my, you know, hopefully rose-colored view of the world. Was this attack of this scope and and scale surprising to you as well as the anti-Semitism that came out? I, obviously, we've seen, you know, one-off, you know, attacks or occasions or anti-Semitism, you know, anti-Semitic statements from some folks, some of elected leaders we have in our state, unfortunately. But um, the level I have seen has, I, I, I guess, I, I believe I was really ignorant to think it was, it was not as widespread as that. Is as a Jewish American, is were you also surprised to see this, or does this not surprise you? Well, I think I think everyone was surprised, and, and that's a, another discussion as to how a, an assault of this magnitude could have been planned and and and, and taken place without either Israeli or U.S. intelligence. We kind of, Israelis always pride themselves on, on you know great intelligence. They pride themselves on having a system they thought would protect its citizens. Countries have an obligation to protect their citizens, uh, and if they don't. Uh, and there's a problem, and, and that will have to be dealt with. That's, that's a conversation down the road. So, yes, was I, I think the world was surprised by the enormity of this. The, the, it, it, what I've seen is they had incredible intel on, on the military forces that are in that area. The plan was to kill civilians. The, the documents that they've captured, the plan was to go into these communities, these kibbutz, and, and, and to kill as many Jews as they could in the most horrific fashion. Uh, and unfortunately, they were successful in doing that. So that's a, another discussion. I think what has was somewhat surprised me is, is the uh, the magnitude of that was, was so profound. It was so, you know seen on social media that no nobody's hiding anything here. But you think there at least would have been a reaction to kind of condemn that, but then say let's deal with these other issues. And the failure to do that, Becky, that that's where you get to what Mike's point, and I totally correct. As I said, they want to kill, kill Jews, okay? The Jewish, Jew, you know, they in Berlin, they've seen pictures, you know, Jewish stars back on, you know, painted on doors of, of, of Jewish homes. You know, that goes back to, to Kristallnacht and Hitler, uh, and, and, and you know, it goes back to the Nazis. This is what you, so this is Jack here, we all condemn, I think most of the civilized world, 99 condemned ISIS for the brutality. 
this is ISIS on, on, on steroids. And you would think that the civilized world would have condemned that absent a sense of Jews and, and they deserve it. Uh, and, and so, you know, where, where do you ignore it? What will say it didn't happen? So I think that, that that's the, that's more what surprises me. I think the enormity I saw people condemn what ISIS did. They did they did the same here. They slitting throats, raping women, you know, parading women down the street with, with, with blood between their legs. And, okay, Israel's going to go in to Gaza. They're not going to be raping women. They're not going to be slitting the throats of babies. They will take out Hamas and do whatever has to be done to make that take place. But I think you're right. I think that, I think there was something here that somehow didn't flip the humanity switch, which is condemn that. Then deal with these other issues. Talk about them if you want. If you want to demonstrate freedom of, you know, we do that in this country, but 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 not in defense of, of, of brutality, of, of mass murder uh, at, at a scale that's hard to comprehend. So you alluded to it a little bit. I just, in closing here, want to talk about the path forward. We have seen the Israeli military respond in force, give civilian warnings in Palestine of, of you know, urging them to to get out of the region, sometimes maybe even underhanding or, you know, uh, hindering, hindering their efforts a little bit because obviously Hamas probably sees those flyers as well, um, but doing what they can do. What what should we expect here? Is are do we is this going to be the next Ukraine months year long war? Do we what are we what are we what's your take on what we're going to see next? So so by the way, the munitions that the, that Israel has gotten from us is like one uh, just infinitesimal compared to Ukraine. So they're in a different capacity. They fight their own fights. However, uh, their big fear is is a second front. So you have a little geography. You've got Gaza in the south, but in northern Israel, you have Lebanon and, and Hezbollah. Hezbollah is a much more well-trained, well-equipped. They have thousands of missiles targeting Israel. Uh, and and the, the fear is that Iran, Iran who controls the puppet master, the octopus, and all the tentacles. Uh, if, if Gaza is, if either, Iran either has to decide they're going to sacrifice Hamas and Israel will go in and take them. I think they have to do as quick as they can it's tough fighting in an urban environment, again, particularly with human She, you know, Iran, Hamas isn't letting the, the, the Gazans out of Gaza. A lot of them are trying to go south. Israel has dropped leaflets, go south, we're coming in. But you've got that second front. Uh, and the U.S. Uh, as we brought in kind of major nuclear aircraft carriers. We have a whole kind of group, and now another group's coming in. That's a message to Iran saying, if you open up another front, the U.S., we, we are not going to let Israel be destroyed. And so the fear is that the, the, the Iranians let Hezbollah just kind of unleash their power, which is more lethal and more targeted and at a, at a higher scale than Hamas. Uh, and if they do, then what do we do? Uh, because Israel then, so Israel even now, here's the difference, though. This will not be a surprise attack. Hamas and Hezbollah comes forward. The Israelis are ready for that, but they do have to pull some of their forces in the north, deal with that, as well as deal with what's happening in Gaza. So this is a very difficult time for the world. And by the way, I, I give President Biden credit. I, I think his response, I, I think his comment speech was tremendous. Uh, I, I think uh, Secretary Blinken has been out there saying we stand with Israel. Uh, and, and he's, so I'm giving this administration, I criticize the Afghan withdrawal, criticize uh, uh, their approach to Iran. I, I think 
partly we're in a situation which the state we're we're not tough enough in Iran that they lifted sanctions and and you know they signaled they're going to give them six billion dollars et cetera. But their response vis-a-vis Israel has been really I think uh, deserves praise. Uh, and so I, I give them that credit. But the real test will be if Iran unleashes Hezbollah, what does the U.S. do? Uh, do we you know, that, that those carrier groups there are not show and tell? It's not just for a display, of course. It has you have to if you, if you have lethality, you got to be prepared to use it. None of us want that. We don't want this spread spread wider, wider. But Israel will have to take care of Gaza. They'll have to watch their northern front, Lebanon, uh, and we'll see how it all plays out. Challenging times, Becky. Absolutely. Um, well, we really appreciate your time. We know you got to run. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before you leave? No, I think this has been hopefully a good conversation in a difficult time. Pray, pray for peace. Pray for Israel. Pray for the all the people in the region, uh, and pray for the destruction of Hamas. Absolutely. Well, we're so grateful for your time today, and hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it is always fantastic when we can um, hear from Senator Coleman. Obviously, he is far more of an expert on all things um, Israel, Jewish American. He can relate. He can share more about that than I think either of us can ever fully comprehend and and understand. So I'm really grateful he was able to join us. Um, I think it's going to be a a situation that hopefully is over sooner than later um, with Israel coming out on top. I don't think it's going to be, you know, anytime soon, unfortunately. And and so um, it's it's horrifying, but I think it's important that we continue to talk about and educate um, our listeners and, and, you know, do our part, you know, in the broader scheme of things to make sure folks are really understanding what truly is going on in Israel. I was not expecting uh, a Middle East conflict to be a subject of our podcast and ever, but it was important to, to touch on the issue. And from the perspective that we wanted to share, was there's no one better to have on than uh, Senator Norm Coleman, and we appreciate the opportunity to have him come on for a few minutes. It is a horrible situation. It is difficult for me to wrap my head around. It is difficult for me to comprehend. The level of anti-Semitism that I've seen is just unnerving. And one of the things, Becky, that, and I, I touched on it a little bit when we were speaking with Senator Coleman, we try to keep the rhetoric down a bit and have just honest conversations, but there's no other way to describe it then it's just pure anti-Semitism. There are a group of people in this world that consider people from Israel to be subhuman. And that is not just limited to the Middle East. It's very difficult to watch what's been going on on college campuses and some of the activity that we've seen here in the United States in response to these horrific terrorist attacks and the focus and the emphasis and where it's been misplaced. And this is not gonna be solved I think in a quick manner, just my take, this has been going on for a long time. I think that there's, but I do think that the brutality of Hamas's attacks is going to reframe the way the Middle East operates going forward. I think that Israel's hand has been forced in a way that it cannot coexist and it cannot operate in the same plane, in the same space that Hamas exists. And as Senator Coleman said, if Hamas laid down their weapons, the fighting would stop. If Israel did, there would be genocide. This wasn't what we had planned for this week. Uh, I'm glad we were able to spend some time with Senator Coleman before he flew uh, back to Washington, D.C., and we hope to speak with him again and, and hopefully under better circumstances. Absolutely. And I, I guess I would just encourage anybody who um, 
maybe didn't like what we discussed to educate themselves a little bit. Um, the Israeli are not their government. Um, and any any issues saying that this is warranted or okay, these attacks on on the women and children and elderly and and every Israeli citizen, any every Jewish citizen that is being killed under the banner of death to Jews is not a simple um territorial issue here. This is this is an attack on the Jewish people and um it's very clear that that is what it is and, uh, and the the her I don't even have words of how horrifying tragic this is. Um it it, it just truly is and so I think people just need to remember that that that's the case and this is not a ter- territorial dispute. It is it is about Hamas wanting to end the Jewish people. Yep. You said it very well, unfortunately. Very well. We want to thank you for listening to The Breakdown with Brad Corp and Becky. Before we go, show us some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on the platform where you listen. You can also leave a review on our website at bbbreakpod.com. Again, our website is bbbreakpod.com and then you can find us at Twitter at bbbreakpod. The Breakdown with Brad Corp and Becky will be returned next week. Have a great one. See ya.